just don't know what to do with my hands. You know, it gets scary <laughs> sometimes when I'm in church, when I'm just douching it up at church, you know? You can you can fold your hands in prayer. Oh, that's entirely geez. that's entirely doable. You can put them in your pockets. I'm so nervous. Though. You can raise them up oh, yeah. like the like Hallelujah. yeah yeah you can do that. There's all you are free in Christ to do whatever you want with well not whatever you want but yeah good good save that <laughs> that's a good, good save, save right yeah, yeah. you got to watch your feet man I yep you know, forgive me Father for I have sinned I'm douching it up at church okay you, yes you are and we are <laughs> how you doing man I'm great how are you doing great happy the holidays are kind of over you know? yeah. Yeah, they were, fun, but. they were, uh, we had a good, uh, a busy time obviously. Uh-huh. And, uh, at the church, um, Jesus was born again this year. So <laughs> we're, we're happy to, happy to have that happen and, and to yeah. celebrate, celebrate that as we do each year. So now, for someone who isn't really very religious sure. knowledge, what does that mean? He was born? Oh, so, so we follow, you know, the, the regular calendar has yeah. seasons, you know, fall, winter, spring and summer, uh, in, in, uh, the church, there are seasons as well. We follow what's called a liturgical calendar. And, uh, so one of the seasons is Advent and that's, uh, in the, in the winter, that's sort of the prep we prepare for the, the Christ's birth, uh, in terms of our celebration of it, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas, uh, which obviously is, is Christ's birth. We celebrate that. Sure. Uh, and then Epiphany is the, the revelation of Christ. Uh, and then Lent, which is you know probably the liturgical season that most people are familiar with, mm-hmm. because it you know a lot of traditions you're giving up things for Lent or sure. or and that's really uh, preparation uh, for uh, Christ going to the cross, and then and then Easter is is Christ uh-huh. having risen from the grave, and then Pentecost is sort of the the season or the and it's really just one Sunday uh, that celebrates the the birth of the church, the sure. outpouring of the Spirit, and so every year we go through this liturgical calendar, and so every year Jesus is born, and and so Yay. we're we're uh, we're excited, he we're excited it. for that. Yeah. He did, yep, yet again. So you know, one thing I was curious about, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking random thought the other day. And it's kind of what pushed me to make me want to record this podcast with you. And I'm like, shoo, man. Okay. Heaven. Okay. Yeah. Does it ever run out of space? I mean, people supposedly been going to heaven forever. Right. I mean, only so many people can go. I mean, does it get crowded? Well, uh, I've never been there. So yeah. I don't know. But you, you should know uh, right. I, well, I, I know I should know all the answers <laughs> yeah. to all the questions. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think uh, my guess is no, that okay. it doesn't run out of space. <laughs> uh, we, we believe that God is, is infinite. And so God has the capacity to um, mm-hmm. make the space needed for, for mm-hmm. all those that have, have, uh, have been, who are, who are present with, with the Lord. Sure. So, so if you, if you do a sin according to the Bible, just mm-hmm. one, does that mean you're not going to heaven or is that unsure as well? Yeah, I mean, so we've all we all sin. I sin, sure. you sin, yeah. right? So um if if we were if the standard we were trying to keep was one of I, I'm going to be good enough, I'm going to try hard enough, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to try to be perfect and, and, and not do anything wrong. Sure. Well, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause we all, we all say we all make mistakes. Yeah. And, and so that's the whole point of Jesus mm-hmm. is that Jesus came because humanity, um, instead of allowing God to be God over our lives, mm-hmm. uh, we make, we want to be gods over our own lives. Mm-hmm. We want to call the shots. We want to run the show. Sure. And there are consequences to that. Mm-hmm. And and that's for me, when I think about sin, it's, it's the 
move of putting myself in the role of God over my life okay. versus God as God over my life, right? So, sure. so it's less about the individual things we do okay. and, and more about the posture of, I want to run the show. I want to call okay. the shots. So what Jesus comes and, and, and has done is defeated that reality and, okay. and, and is in the process of, even though we don't deserve it, uh, at the cross, Christ reconciles us okay. to God. And in, in, in that act, defeating, defeating death, defeating sin, defeating the devil, defeating hell, mm-hmm. and, and we're invited and, and, and caught up in this new reality where okay. we are once again reconciled to God. So I think where a lot of, where a lot of Christians and just a lot of people in general uh-huh. misunderstand what, what the, what the gospel is about, what Jesus sure. is about, it is a, about um, it being a gospel of sin management. Yeah. Like a lot of people treat their faith as, as I'm just going to try to not sin so much. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I would like to not, you know, I think it's better for us to live according to sure. God's version of life. Uh-huh. What, what the, the difference I think is that I know that I'm not justified by uh-huh. that. Like I, I do not earn God's love. I do not earn God's affection. I do not earn my own uh, salvation. Jesus has already done that. And has set me free from the stuff that that keeps me from uh, from the version of life that God has for what me. What would the world look like or be like if there wasn't a Jesus or a God? Would it? Yeah. Um. Well, if from my perspective, if there sure. wasn't God, then we wouldn't exist. Yeah. Right. So, so um, I I think that that's a hard question to answer because sure. because the 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 plan for the reconciliation of humanity to God was from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So to, to say if there was, what would the world look like if there wasn't a Jesus, I guess it would, it would look the way it looked before Christ sure. entered the world. What did that you, look like? you had, you had, um, people who were, um, not like, like if you read through the old Testament, it's a story of a people that God chose to bear witness to his goodness uh, to to his his uh, plan to his wisdom, um, basically screwing it up repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so where they would um, they would follow God, God would bless them. They would think that they were the ones that were mm-hmm. the cause of the blessing. They would start doing things their own way that that would cause problems for them, uh, and and then they would get into bad situations and call out to God for help. Sure. And, and so that was a repeated, um, uh, rhythm throughout the old Testament. Mm -hmm. They were also surrounded by other nations Mm -hmm. that were, um, evil, that were, um, uh, abusive of their own people Uh that practiced, uh, religious, uh, idolatry that was, um, destructive and, uh, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about the God of the Old Testament being this vengeful, violent God. Um, it was a vengeful, violent world, and, sure. and so God is dealing dealing with that. If uh-huh. you look at the, the the history and the anthropology of uh, and what we know about the the nations that surrounded Israel mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and were trying to kill them, mm-hmm. um, it's not like they were. <laughs> you know, these amazing people that God just chose not to like. I mean, it sure. was, it, it was, um, a destructive, uh-huh. uh, the world was not pretty yeah. at that stage. Uh, and so there was a lot of war and a mm-hmm. lot of, and, 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 you know, did God call 
uh, the people to wage war against these other nations. Yeah. Um, and there, but there were reasons for that. It wasn't just God being a big fat jerk. Right. So, so Jesus enters the world at a very interesting time where people were, uh, had a lot of different ideas uh-huh. about what religion was, a lot of different ideas about uh, how God was uh-huh. going to enter the world. And Jesus enters the world in the least, um, the, the least likely way. Okay. And that's uh, the, the, the world, and particularly the, the religious system, the prevalent, prevailing religious system of the day, where there were two. There was the, the Jewish faith that believed that a Messiah was going to come. The Messiah sure. was going to throw off the yoke oh. of Roman oppression okay. and, and uh, set them free and be their, mm-hmm. their earthly king. And then there was the Roman, uh, which, which believed the emperor was basically God. And, and, and so you had these, these two sort of ways of, of thinking. And, and it would have been completely blasphemous sure. to, to say that God would show up in the form of a baby because children did not have worth in that culture, mm-hmm. uh, that God would be born to unwed parents in a backwater town in Israel, uh, that uh, the first people that, that uh, got to see this, this God in the flesh mm-hmm. would have been shepherds who were ritually unclean and not worthy of even being counted sure. by the Romans. Uh, and, and so just that whole, the whole story of Christmas uh, is is very unexpected. Okay, yeah, that's well, it. Sounds so you know involved, like something you've been researching for years. And yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, you don't have to dig that deep um, wow. to to get it. It's just a little knowing a little bit about the cultural context. But yeah, what do you is. think heaven is like? Man, I don't know. I, I I think you you if you take out everything bad that's on earth, and I, that's what I would say. I mean, I would okay. say no no illness, no disease, sure. no no violence, no um, anger, no. I mean, it, it's it's uh, pure and perfect joy. Okay. Uh, there's an element of worship uh, to because we're actually in the presence of God fully in that. But I also think it's creative. I think that sure. that okay. um, that we be get we participate fully in God's creative act in the universe. Sure. Uh, and I have no idea, you know, what sure. that looks like, but, but when you look at the the character of God as revealed in scripture, um, God is a creative God. Yeah. And, and so we then get to participate in that, in whatever that looks like. So that's if, what I think. So if you had, if you could ask God any question, like he just dropped down and you had one question to ask him, mm-hmm. what would it be? Something that you're, you don't have the answer to right now. How are you so patient? Okay, tell me more about that. Uh, you know, I don't have the big questions that sometimes people have about why is there disease or why sure. is there, you know, I think for me, um, I would have put up with a lot less from humanity <laughs> than for than sure. God has. Yeah. And so I, I would want to know, like, what's that about? And, and, and like how, you know, you've got, uh, you know, so many who run who claim to be followers of Christ and yet live so contrary to his teachings. Uh, and, 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 you know, that would drive me crazy, even though knowing how much I live contrary to Christ's teachings and in my own, I mean, I'm, you know, uh, I'm the chief of sinners in in that regard. Uh, and, and so I, I'd, I'd want to know that I'd want to know how, how is it possible that you can be as patient with us and with me, uh, as you've been. What do you think hell is like? I don't think it's like what, what is often, you know, where like you're burning in this endless fire. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the absence of God. Okay. You know, I think it's, um, 
I think it's the the absence of everything good in the world. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm not a hundred percent convinced that um, it's a place people actually go. Um, I, you know, I, so there's these different viewpoints of hell. Like you'll have a lot of Christians who will say, well, if you don't, if you don't have faith in Christ, then that condemns you to eternity. Mm-hmm. And there's biblical evidence for that, but there's also evidence that says that Christ's death, um, reconciled all of humanity to God. And in this life, we may or may not be aware of that, or we may not trust that, or we may not believe that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, that, that, that Jesus Jesus's work covers all of us, regardless of sure. whether we've received him or not. Um, that's what I'm hoping to be true. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I can't say that for certainty because I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm, I'm hopeful that, um, that Christ can, that, that Christ's work does cover everyone regardless of, cause why, why would I want the alternative? Like, why would I want people to be Sure. in a place like hell, whatever, whatever yeah, that looks like. Right. Like that sense. just makes me a jerk, yeah, exactly. you know, but there there's scripture that talks about, you know, it, if, uh, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that you're saved and, and all have fallen short of the glory of God and all have sinned and, and there's consequences for that. So, so I, I, I think, um, for me at the very least, there are real benefits to, to following Christ and having faith in Christ in this life mm-hmm. that I'm mostly concerned about talking about that. Sure. And, and anything that happens after this life is above my pay grade. Yeah. And so I don't spend much time talking about that with people because I think there's enough, uh-huh. there's enough good reasons to follow Christ in this life that is more tangible sure. and easily accessible. So something that just kind of came to my mind, mm-hmm. the question I have is with the evil people there are in this world, sure is why is God creating them? If not, if mm-hmm. he's not creating them, who is? And mm-hmm. is it his way of testing the world? I don't know. So um, I, there's a there's a guy who um, was a pastor and then had a, a couple moral failures, okay. um, but and has continued to write and speak, but not from a pastor standpoint anymore. Sure. But one of the things that he says is, is that, God has to love bad people because bad people are all that there are. And it's just a matter of degrees. Uh, there, there, I don't know that there, I don't, I don't agree that there's people who are just evil and people yeah. who are just good. Well, I feel I think, like, I feel like you could go from the perspective or God's perspective would more be everyone's good. And there's just pieces of. So, so we're, I mean, I mean, there's, there's both. I, sure. I, I think that we're, we are, we are, Created in the image of God. Okay. Uh, and so we are in that way saints, mm-hmm. uh, but we also have brokenness. Mm-hmm. We also want to be God of our own lives. And so sure. there's sin. So there's, there's both. There's mm-hmm. both the saint and and the sinner that we're two people. We're not mm-hmm. really, we're not just one. Um, I, God didn't create that. Sure. Um, the, that's, that's the move we make. Mm-hmm. when we when we want to be God got over our own lives uh, and then it's just a matter of degrees at that point um yep. and, you know from from someone like you know say me who my sin is you know whatever all the way out to somebody who's mm-hmm. Hitler right sure. it's it's sure. philosophically it's a matter of degrees mm-hmm. you know so um I, I I think that I don't I, I don't think God created people in fact I know God didn't create people to be that way. It's sort of the the nature of we're we're drawn to uh, 
we're drawn to evil. We're drawn to being gods of our own lives. And then that plays out in evil ways. So God doesn't have control of our destiny or what we do is just kind of, he has control of the beginning. Like our, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, so now you're getting into the <laughs> yeah. whole predestination versus free sure. will debate, uh-huh. which, you know, there have been theologians and philosophers who've debated that for yeah. years. Um, what I would say is that um, it is equally true that God uh, predestines our future and we have yeah. free will. Those okay. are those are true at the same time. Um, and I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of okay with that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, you know, the question of, you know, like what question would you ask God? That'd probably be it. It's like, how does predestination free will work at the same time? <laughs> like I might want to ask that question and then he'd explain it in a sentence. I'd be like, oh yeah, okay. That makes sense. But um, yeah, I, I, I think um, I have the experience of making my own choices uh-huh. and yet also the leading of God, God's leading into those choices. I have that yeah. experience as well. Uh-huh. I don't know if that makes sense either, but <laughs> that, that that's, yeah, I, I think God does um, make sure certain things happen uh-huh. uh, and is because God is patient. Um, like he's cool if it takes a long time because sure. he's looking at it from the standpoint of eternity, whereas I'm looking at it from I maybe have 85 years on this earth. Right. So for me, if it takes me 50 years to get to the place that God wants me to go, sure. that seems like a long time. Sure. But to God, it's it's like that. So is being a pastor mm-hmm. of a church, do you wish you had all the answers or do you like having that uncertainty and kind of making it making it up for a lack of a better word? Like, um, I, I think if you're if there's certainty, um, it stops being faith. Sure. Right. Um, I don't know that we, if we had all the answers, I don't think we could handle it. Mm-hmm. I think that's more truth than what we have the capacity to handle. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I, I think the, the uncertainty is actually a gift. Okay. Uh, the, you know, are there, are there questions, you know, when a, when a child dies, like, do I want to know why? Yeah. For, for like the first day. Figured we're all right. pissed off and right. God. Sure. And and you read through the book of Psalms, and there's uh repeatedly through the book of Psalms, it, it's David ticked off at God about something okay. because something bad happened. Sure. Uh, but it's also then a recognition that you're God, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so therefore your ways are higher than my ways, your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Sure. And so even if I don't understand what's happening. I trust that you're present in what's happening. Uh, and, and so th- for me, that's where I, where I will then okay. go is, is I will, I may not get what's going on here, but I trust that God does and is present and guiding. So if God was the creator of all or mm-hmm. is the creator of all. Why does it feel like in the church, all isn't accepted? Yeah. Um, I, because we want to be God. right? Like we want to be able to draw the lines uh, where we want to draw them. Um, And and I'll say too, I mean, there, there is, um, you know, there are ways in which the scripture has been misinterpreted. Um, There's ways in which we've, we've taken out of context certain passages and then tried to apply them universally. Um, The Bible wasn't written to us. 
the Bible wasn't even written. The Bible is a collection of 66 books written by 40 different authors over thousands of years of history, uh, thousands of miles away from where we are sure. in cultural contexts that are so far beyond, like, different mm-hmm. than ours. So when we when we don't take that doesn't necessarily change yeah. a lot, but we have to take into account that that uh-huh. when someone is writing something in scripture that there is that distance yeah. and we have to tend to that distance and be, and, and hold our interpretation mm-hmm. somewhat loosely when we hold our interpretation very tightly and say, this is what the Bible clearly says. Mm-hmm. Um, we can pretend, depending on what that is, we can potentially get into trouble. Sure. And, and, and I, and I think that in, in the areas where the church has, has caused problems for people, mm-hmm. uh, particularly, you know, with the LGBT community, yeah. that's a, that's a big one. Um, I, I think there's a lot of, um, bad uh what's called exegesis which is what's essentially that, yeah. essentially the study of scripture with those um those you know aspects of of the cultural distance okay. in mind so there's been a lot of um you know when you take the english translation mm-hmm. of scripture with without any critic without looking at it from a critical eye at all mm-hmm. and see that it says something sure uh it can cause you to to believe something mm-hmm. but when that thing didn't exist in the way that it exists today. Mm -hmm. Uh, There, there were not um, in, in Jesus's day and the, 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 when the new Testament was written, there were not um, same gender relationships um, publicly accountable of, of mutual power. Okay. That didn't exist. So when Paul writes about homosexuality, what he's talking about is a version that was tied very much to pagan worship and and was, or was a practice of Roman men uh, taking young boys and, and having these relationships with them as a means of, of their maturity. Like we would look at that as pedophilia, right? So, so that, so Paul's talking about the, those things. Okay. Um, he the, the the whole the notion of of same gender relationships of of public publicly accountable and of equal power really is something very new in the last 150 years. Yeah. Now they may have those relationships may have existed below the surface. Sure. Right. Sure. But in a way where where the where to say well Paul's talking about this back here and that yeah. applies 100 percent directly here like in today's culture okay without acknowledging that we're really talking about two different things that's what gets us into trouble you could still come to a, the same conclusion mm-hmm. about about lgbt you know the lgbt community sure i i don't necessarily come to that same conclusion but yeah. but there are i, I get where cause i get where people who struggle to um accept as valid same gender relationships uh-huh. i get where they're coming from but oftentimes where they're coming from is is an uncritical eye towards what scripture is saying when it's talking about same now, same gender attraction. Now that that pedophilia that you mentioned yeah. in the past. Like, yes. Do you think that's what why it started happening more in current day and stuff? Like cause that kind of made well, them feel like it was okay or it's just sick people. Uh, well, I, I, so back then, I mean, again, it's, it's a completely different culture, sure, right? Sure. So, so when I talk about, I, I want to be very clear that when I uh-huh. talk about pedophilia, uh, I'm not talking about the LGBT community. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So, so what, what was going on back in, in the new Testament times was culturally encouraged. Uh-huh. 
So it's hard to say whether those people were just perverted and sick. Sure. It's just, they just were doing what was culturally acceptable in the Roman culture. You did these things, I did not know that. right? Right. Right. So, so, and, and in the pagan culture okay. where, where, uh, temple prostitution was a big deal, mm-hmm. uh, ritual sex was a big deal, mm-hmm. uh, both with same gender and, and with opposite gender. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the old Testament, when, when it's, when it talks about, you know, if someone lays with another man, that's considered abomination. It, it's where that was happening mm-hmm. was in the context of, of pagan idolatrous worship. Okay. So is the abomination that someone laid with another man or is the abomination that someone laid with another man worshiping another God? Hmm. Right. Hmm. So, so again, that's an argument that ha- that can be made, sure, sure. but if if we don't acknowledge that that when when the the the, the relationships between uh, between in, that we see in the LGBT community mm-hmm. is not what is being talked about in yeah, in the yeah. New Testament or the Old Testament, mm-hmm. um, we at least ha- that at least has to be part of the conversation. Sure. Uh, and, and and you know, for me, what 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 when I look at that specifically. Um, if, if this was truly like, I know people who love Jesus, mm-hmm. who have, who have fruitful lives mm-hmm. in terms of, um, like for Jesus, mm-hmm. who are leaders in their churches, sure. who are pastors, yeah. who are in same gender relationships. And so I look at that and I say, well, if God didn't want this to be happening. <laughs> like, why is, why am I seeing fruit in their life? Yeah. Like, and, and where I'm not seeing fruit uh-huh. is is when we tell uh, when I see parents kicking their teenagers out of their houses because their kid is gay. Yeah, in conversion therapy, um, I, I don't see that happen. I don't see. I mean, there certainly are the occasional story of the person mm-hmm. who was who was same gender attracted and then not. Sure. Uh, but uh, you don't see that very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I read another stat one time that 78% mm-hmm. of the LGBT community grew up going to church really? and, and, and now most of them are gone because mm-hmm. like, to me, that's not fruitful. No, <laughs> right. Not. So, so the, the, like I go back to the practicality of, of the, the app, the application of this, these, these six scriptures, sure, sure. but there's only six passages in scripture that deal mm-hmm. with this. These six individual scriptures, the application mm-hmm. of it, what has been born out of that mm-hmm. um, has been far more negative than positive. Okay. And so, so to me, I'm just like, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not on board with that. Totally. Yeah. So well, it's such a complicated thing. It, it is. And, yeah. and we can't have a conversation about it because, because there are people on both sides uh-huh. of the argument sure. Uh, sure. who are holding so tightly to their perspectives mm-hmm. Um and, and, and I get why if you're, if you're, if you're a member of the LGBT community, mm-hmm. who's been abused by culture, who's been abused by the church, you are going to hold tightly to that. Sure. Um, sure. I'm not so sure why people who are on the more conservative side refuse to have that conversation in a helpful way. I'm not sure what, what is so, what are they clinging to? That's so important. Um, I, I don't, I don't necessarily yeah. get it for me i i was that person mm-hmm. but it's because i didn't know any better sure and then when i started becoming exposed to some different theologies mm-hmm. and and really digging into what are these six passages really all about mm-hmm. and what was really going on I, I moved much more towards the moderate position sure. because i don't have a dog in the fight yeah right like if god welcomes mm-hmm. all people including 
the LGBT community, like awesome. I would want that. Sure. If that, if that's what God is doing, Mm -hmm. if God's not doing that, then God's going to take care of it. Like that's, that's not mine to Mm -hmm. argue about, I guess. Sure. It's kind of turning this into something more fun and positive. (laughs) Yeah. Does Jesus like to party? Well, the first miracle was turning water into wine. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Yeah. I think, um, I don't think the church parties enough. Uh, I don't think we celebrate enough. I think Jesus was a celebratory, uh, a celebratory guy. I mean, he was mm-hmm. fully God, but he was also fully human. Sure. Uh, and, and so I think celebration is, should be. I mean, we have a lot to celebrate. We have yeah. God. God cared enough about humanity to show up on Earth and save us from ourselves. Uh-huh. So, like, we should we should party, right? Yeah. Um, so like how many bottles of wine would Jesus throw back? Would you say, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's in that culture. Could, yeah. it, it, it's <laughs> like he was a rabbi. So there were certain expectations. Uh-huh. I don't know that, that, uh, getting hammered is, is yeah. something that Jesus would advocate on behalf of. Uh, but, but I think, um, I also, you know, recognize that, that, uh, yeah, uh, uh I, I think there's, there's, you know, I think for, for me, it's again about, does this become an idol in your life? Like, uh-huh. is this like, what am I, what am I filling up because I'm yeah. not filled up with God? Sure. So I don't think Jesus would have gotten drunk. I'm pretty sure about that, but, no. but I don't, I don't know, but he hung out with people who did sure. and, and sure. did not condemn them. Yeah, Jesus, so. he was an enabler, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he was, you know, he did say like, you know, the don't, you know, those who, those who don't sin cast the first stone, okay. but he also told the, the woman caught in adultery, now go and leave. That's the sin you were doing, uh-huh. you know? Sure. So he is, he does, uh, he, I think Jesus applies the rules evenly to everyone. Sure. And, and we don't always do a good job of that. I hear you. So tell us about your church. You know, give yourself some plug, a little self promo. Yeah, King so Kings. King of Kings Lutheran Church in Lake Orion is just an uh, an awesome congregation. Um, we are our mission is to be a family of faith on mission for good, and uh, we really see ourselves as a as a safe place for Christ centered relationships to flourish. Uh, we we um, we want people to experience God's best for them, and, and and not in a way where we tell you what that is and 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 sort of condemn you if you don't agree or don't, but uh, in a way that invites into the, that relation. For me, I think God's best is, is a life that, that is characterized with, with passion and with purpose, uh, w- connected with other people, um, and, and moving forward in, into the version of life that, that God, God has. Being challenged, for sure, uh, being confronted with the ways in which we want to be gods o- over our own lives, mm-hmm. um, but, but also a place where we can receive forgiveness for that and, and be empowered to, to move beyond that uh into into what god has for us so uh we have worship times uh 8 30 is our more traditional lutheran uh worship uh, for people who are familiar with that 10 o'clock is our uh more kind of band-led praise service uh, people right right if you if you <laughs> if you had a, if you had a rough night 10 o'clock might not be early enough for you but it certainly is earlier than 8 30 uh, and, and, uh, it's just, just a wonderful, wonderful group of people, um, to, to be around and to, uh, they really just want to see good things happening, uh, in the name of Christ in, in our yeah. community. So, so where can people find you on social media? Uh, on social media. So on, on the web, you can find King of Kings at, uh, King of Kings, Lake Orion.org. Uh, I'm on social media, uh, at, uh, Instagram, Eric Johnson blog. 
Uh, you can find me on Facebook there as well. Uh, Twitter is at EJ Thrival. I'm not very active uh, on on Twitter. Um, I've just kind of gotten into the blogging mm-hmm. uh, the blogging piece. I run a consulting practice as well on the side uh, for some organizations, and and so um, that's kind of where that that content uh, content goes. But then on Facebook, King of Kings Lake Orion mm-hmm. as well. Cool. Well, thanks for douching yeah. it out, man. Appreciate hey, anytime it. you want to come be yeah. a douche in my office, you're <laughs> welcome to do that. That's so easy so, for me. So I, I know. I know. It. Thanks, brother. Yeah, you bet.